Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Idiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Daghiwad Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Daghiwad Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. I'm happy to announce to you this morning that it's time for the Word of God. Amen. Now turn to your neighbor and say neighbor. neighbor. I said turn to your neighbor and say neighbor. neighbor. Those at the back, I said turn to your neighbor and say neighbor. neighbor. Something good is about to happen to you. Something fantastic is about to happen to you. Now turn to the person behind you and say neighbor. neighbor. I have a feeling that you are not really with us. Because you are behind me. And I want to advise you a little this morning. Prepare yourself for a miracle this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning we are so blessed to have none other than our pastor and our mother and our teacher. Please stand to your feet. Help me welcome Episcopal Sister Dr. Joy Philippe Bruce. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to Jesus this afternoon or this morning and just talk to God and say, Lord, even as I've come and I find myself in church, may your word touch my heart. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Some of you missed the entire prayer time. This is your opportunity to catch up. And you just want to say, oh God, let this word be life to me. Let this word be spirit to me. Let this word bless me. Outside, follow on, hear us, take part. Lift up your voice thank and pray. Father, we bless you. We thank you for another day in your presence. Hallelujah. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you for bringing us together. As we come before your word, I pray that you will speak to us change our lives let us be ministered to and at the end of it all we'll give you all the glory in jesus name amen god bless you take your seat wow powerful okay i started talking to you about the atmosphere and i began to explain to you that an atmosphere is your surrounding and your environment i said it is the pervading mood the dominant mood of a place amen and it's 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 the feel of a place it's the general emotional tone the physical surroundings whether old or new some of you you've been very shocked at the kind of place you are staying in okay the spiritual quality of a place and all these are part of your atmosphere and last week I spent time giving you scriptures and sharing with you why it was important and one of the things I said to you is that the Bible refers to us as trees yeah are you there? 
It likens us to trees. And if a tree is, it's so dependent on where it is to do well. So if you take an apple tree and you plant it here, it will fail. But if you take it to where the weather gets cold, minus something and minus something, it will do better. Are you there or you have traveled so far? There are still some two chairs talking to me right here. Fourth row. Abba, a shock. <laughs> what a shock. Are you there? Yeah. So I began to share with you that we are trees. We spent a lot of time in Psalm 1, but it was not the only scripture. Isaiah 61, 1 to 3 talks about you being a, a tree. 1 Corinthians 3, 9. So I suggest to you that you take the podcast of last week and just listen to it. Amen. And it will explain it to you. Because if you recognize that you were a tree, then you will understand why there are some places that you do well in and some places that you do not do well in. And the reason for that is the atmosphere, is the environment, it's your surroundings. And I tried sharing this and explaining it to you last week. Amen. You will understand that where you are is so important to your flourishing. You should want to not just do well in life, but actually flourish. To flourish means that... Uh, English teachers, flourish. Flourish. Consult your dictionary. I need you to understand that it's not just living. Some of us, we are just alive. You are living. You are not dead, but we cannot say you are flourishing. To flourish means... You see, when you see a tree that is flourishing, even the leaves, are, they are big and they are green and they are fresh. And the fruit that comes is, is healthy. Are you there? Juicy fruit. Please ask your neighbor, are you juicy or you are dry? <laughs> Hallelujah. I went on to share with you that there's natural atmosphere and there's spiritual atmosphere. And we spent quite a bit of time in Mark chapter 5, which showed us that the, the spiritual tone of a place is determined by the spirit that is there. Mm. Are you there? And we read about the madman of Gadara and how the spirits that came out of him, they were begging Jesus, don't send us out of the country. The reason is that they live there. Uh -huh. They live there. Like some of you, you moved into a room, a spirit lives there. A spirit lives there. So when you enter the room, it is not just empty religion. Sometimes you got to suck it from the place. Are you with me? And one sweet young lady was describing to me her room. And even her roommates could feel it. Not necessarily as spiritual as she is, but they could feel it. And they said, ah, our room looks like everybody's room. But when we enter our room, we feel like something is... Said so our room feels tight. It feels small. Are you there? Meanwhile, physically, it was just another room. What was happening was that the spiritual tone, the spiritual climate, something has come there to determine it. Are you with me? And I went on to share with you about the killer atmospheres. I gave you a number of them. This was taken from Psalm 1 and verse 1, the atmosphere of the ungodly, the atmosphere of sinful men. Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, because some of you are like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I expect that from those who have just come from home. But for the rest who have been here, we talked about it. Amen. The atmosphere of sinful men. And I said that if you live in an atmosphere of sinful people, you will sin. 
And some of you young people, you are so not alive and awake in your spirit. Here you are in a room. I will never forget, I preached on something last, what, last year or two years ago. And three young ladies came and said, our roommate's boyfriend comes to sleep in the room. And I asked, is he a tenant? Did he pay rent? He didn't pay. I said, oh, you are very foolish girls. I don't understand. Ah, we, we have paid. And one of them, her lectures begin very early. So she has to get up at five to get ready. And then she must carry all her things into the bathroom because this character is sleeping. I said, no way. Wake him up and say, excuse me, excuse me. I got to take my bath and I got to get dressed right now. Excuse me. And some of you need to go back to your room and say, excuse me. Excuse me. Some to you don't even say excuse. Some you just say, move. Move it, move it, move yeah because the atmosphere of sinful men it actually affects you if all your friends are a certain type believe me it's only a matter of time it's just a matter of time some of you the reason why you are arrogant the reason why you come off in a certain way some of you young ladies you are like that it's because of the people who are around you the girls in your room they are all this kind of shewaga people so you two you are picking hey drop it Drop it! Yes. What did you say? You can't come in. No, you can't be. My friend, what house did you come from? Your mother didn't train you to be as rude as a banshee. You better look for your manners. Yeah. No, if even you don't want somebody into your room, you can say it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I don't really think so. But there you are. Tell the nearest sister, you better step down from there. <laughs> when next we talked about the atmosphere of mockery. And I remember saying to you that don't be with people who mock at you. Yeah, I believe that's what the um, film stars were trying to show us today. People who mock your Christianity. They mock your beliefs. I don't know why you... You see, one of the things I love about our Muslim brothers, nobody, not white man, not black, not blue, nobody will make a mistake to mock them for their religion. No way. But Christians, I ain't going there today. And I believe we ended with the atmosphere of the delicious woman. <laughs> I read to you from Revelations... <laughs> And I read to you from Proverbs, and I said the delicious woman is also like the strange woman, and they can be male and they can be female. And listen to me, October Rush, it's real. You're going to meet those delicious people who are going to come with their raps if they have not started already, and they're going to be asking you questions. Were you created or you were crafted? They're going to tell you, we have not seen eyes like yours before. Look at your lips, they're looking so kissable. Tell them they may look kissable, but not by you. Are you there? And I remember sharing with the brothers that I beg you, oh, in year 2019, the girls also hunt. So, and so today it brings me to our second part of atmosphere. And today I'm going to be talking to you about how to modify your atmosphere. How to not just modify, but how to change it. How not just to change it, but how to dominate it. Amen? Too many Christians, you are too passive, you are too soft, you are too ashamed of what you believe and who you are, so much so that other people bring their own atmospheres over you. And you are a tree, so you are not doing well. Christian tree that has no scripture. And the reason you have no scripture is that if you take your Bible out in certain places, they laugh at you. And you two, you are lying under it. 
Are you there or you have traveled? And we're going to be talking about how to modify it. Now, let me start by saying that your atmosphere, you see, even the natural physical atmosphere affects you spiritually. And you need to understand that. I, I want to speak to some of you who have center services and in your, the place where you meet, it's dark. That alone is one of the reasons why people don't come. Mm-hmm. Mm. The church has become quiet. The natural atmosphere. Because the natural atmosphere is dark and unattractive. One bob keke that you buy and add. Anyway, let me not get ahead of myself. It's true. People have been known to divorce because they've gone to live in a certain country. There was a couple who were planning to divorce. In fact, they actually did divorce. And as they were being counseled, the pastor speaking to them said to them that it is where you have gone. That's why you are thinking about divorce. And the woman said, it is true. If we had been here, we would not have been thinking about it. But where they went, America, divorce there, it's like eating a chibom. It's just a simple, easy thing. And the spirit of the place had gotten to them. And they actually divorced. Are you there? They actually divorced. I heard recently that the man remarried, but I heard recently that they are still together. <laughs> Are you in the house or you're not there? So in other ways, they should never have divorced. Up until today, they like themselves. Right now, it's becoming like the new wife rather has become third person singular. And should I tell you the reason why? They have relocated from the America back home. So I think as they came, no, then the Nyansan too came back normally. Hallelujah. So we want to be talking today about atmospheres. And what I need you to understand is that atmospheres are created. Amen. In this church, we have a created atmosphere. It's not by chance that you come and find us in a certain way. So as you are coming, because some of you, as you came today, you brought your primpro with you. If I'd had longer time to preach, I'd have had people on stage acting out the primpro ones. Please, so all the prim and the pro that you can do, we can do more. Uh-huh. Some too, you are the first graduate of your family. But in this church, we have all kinds. We have non-graduates, we have graduates, we have first degree, second, third. We have all. So my advice to you is that when you are coming in, drop it at the gate. As you are going, you can pick it with you. Hallelujah. But as you are coming to church, come with a certain expectation. And all the things that we do in the church are to create that atmosphere of expectation. Are you with me? Because many of us, you see, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, the church that I went to, as I'm entering, I'll be looking for the board. I heard Bishop Dag say this thing. And it was amazing to me because I was exactly the same. As I'm walking in, I will look at the board, the number of hymns. If it is four, I say, oh, we're not there. Won't share too much. But if it's six, I say, oh, God. Six or seven, it means that, Charlie, they are coming to do the high one. We're going to be here a long time. And there was nothing to be excited about. Are you there? 
But here, we have an expectation. What's our expectation? Our expectation is that we will spend some time meeting God. Our expectation is that he will be here with us. Our expectation is that he will hear us. Our expectation is that we will have issues resolved here. Our expectation is that he is the, he's right here. Amen. Yeah, and it's Sunday. I know that some of you is like, eh, nothing, crown, when we come to the church, they chair, they do. Listen to me. Listen. When God created Sabbath day, the whole day was for him. 24 hours. It was for him. It is human beings and their ungodliness that has pushed it away. And you can see the effect. Every place in this world that has removed God and that has made God of no consequence, they are paying for it. All of them. They are all paying for it. Yes. It has become pepe. Hmm. You are very quiet. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Even secular Jews living in Israel observe the Sabbath as a full 24 hours. No wonder they are richer than all of us. No wonder divorce is not in their system. No wonder they are healthier than we are. No wonder. But if all what I'm saying to you, they are statistical things. Actually researched by people who like such things. But everywhere that they have removed God, they are paying for it. So as you have come, we have not collected your 24 hours. No. Even the chain cry is because some of you, when we come for you, you do this and this and this and this and that and that and that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the gathering. We take time to pray because many of you, when you leave here, God doesn't hear from you again. We take time to worship. <laughs> Please ask your neighbor. On a normal day, how much does God hear from you? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we create an atmosphere of expectation. Hallelujah. Amen. And so from today, when you are coming to church, come with that atmosphere of expectation. Because the Bible says that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. And everything that you expect, he does it. Yeah. There are some testimonies, ask them to pack it. Next week, they will share it for you. And you will hear how expectations have been met. Yeah. Are you there? to your neighbor and say those your things you better stop some of you do ah, as if you are busy stop it not here stop it because we don't call you on Monday we don't say anything on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday you don't do anything for God Sunday you have come just sit in your seat and for a few hours relax and turn your mind to God and the things of God yeah we will not allow you to intimidate us to change it. We have not planned to change it at all. <sighs> Another thing that you will find here is the atmosphere of youthfulness. The atmosphere of youthfulness. Yeah. You may easily make the mistake and think that we are all young. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. Remember the, now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. A time will come in your life when you, especially when you get old, you have no pleasure 
in life. But until then, we have a youthful atmosphere. Some of you are trying to be prematurely old. I advise you, the evil days, they come anyway. You just hit 70 and see. I'm trying to wake up, you know. When you see old people who don't dance, it's not that they don't like dancing. <laughs> yeah. Are you there? Young people, the pervading mood, the dominant atmosphere of a young person is that we are part and we are doing. It can work and it will work. So when you come, are you here? Maybe you are coming from the background that taught you that when you are coming to church, you come and you pretend to God that you are a sober person, that you are a righteous person, that you are holier than thou. Maybe that is what you have learned before, but that's not what we see in the Bible. So come with your youthfulness. It is God who told us that we should worship him in the days of our youth. Yeah. You may think there are no other people in this church. They are here. Yeah. Fully in support. The reason why you don't see us dancing here is simply because if we tried it, you may have to call an ambulance. <laughs> but the atmosphere of youthfulness is, an, is a positive environment, a positive atmosphere. Some of you, at your young age, you're already trying in Pinzi. is coming oh you have enough time for that so don't bring it before it's time some of you when it's time to sing you stand there as if you can't read then you start oh it's not like that oh in the song that i don't know my friend that's why words are there sing it when you were going to the disco did you know all the songs uh, it's not like that it's not like that you see the english the english is a lot wait the what is a lot. Excuse me, when you were going to the nightclub, was it Chi they were singing there? Was it God they were singing there? Don't bring yourself at all. It's God you don't like. And that's what you are hiding behind those things. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. In case you don't know, this church is an international church. You know, some of you do not know that when the choral stars come to stand here, <laughs> they stand here singing English. Ah, okay. Next Sunday, when you see them, ask them where they are from. Nigeria, they inside. Togo, they inside. People whose mother tongue is French, they they inside, and they are singing English because it's an international church. They should also demand that we should speak say Yoruba or say Igbo or say French or say Denyo. So it's because it's an international church. That's all. It's not anything. Amen. So don't use that to cloud the environment. Don't use it. Not at all. Not at all. Hey. I'm reading for you. Revelation chapter 2. I'm talking about a youthful atmosphere. That's what we want here. We dance here because young people dance. I don't want them to go and dance in the discos. And they want to dance and we'll keep dancing. We have stage plays here because they like plays. And it's not every movie that is good. Revelation chapter 2. Some of you, where you isn't, isn't that why you are sleeping around? You have been watching all those kind of movies. Ajay. 
tell your neighbor I didn't mention your name so don't <laughs> Revelation chapter 2 I'm reading from verse 2 God is speaking this was a message he sent to the church in Ephesus and he said I know your works those of you who have zero works we shall come to that eventually you do nothing for God you are just there a day will come a day will come in revelations God sent a message to seven churches was it the church building or the human beings in the church the only thing that was the same for all the seven churches he told them I know your works as you are sitting here what are your works for God okay I don't want to deviate today I know thy works and thy labor he said, I know your patience. I know how you cannot bear people who are evil. You have tried things. You have tried people. He goes on in verse 3 to say that you have borne things for my name and you have not fainted. And in verse 4, he says, but I have something against you. And what is that? That you have left your first love. You have left your first love. You see, The people he's talking about, they were even doing more than we are doing. And he said, yeah, because Revelations chapter 2 and chapter 3, they are God's marking scheme. That's how he will mark everybody. Even if you drop dead now, that's your marking scheme. If you live for the next 40 years, when you die, that's your marking scheme. What's your work for him? What are your works? What's your labor? And for these guys, he said, you used to love me. Where is your first love? I came to tell you, in case you have never been in love before, first love, it moves. First love is exciting. Hey! Are you there? First love is alive. First love is moving. <laughs> yeah, it's alive. So all your deadness, remove it now. It doesn't have any place. Remove it. It's an atmosphere of youthfulness. And some of you, you are young, but you are old. Yeah. When they are dancing, you can't dance. When they are singing, you can't sing. You are as if you are blind, like you can't eat. Look, I have a lot of atmospheres to talk about, so let me. Yeah. But I'm just taking the church once first. Expectation and youthfulness, they are here. They are here. And if you have come here, I need to let you understand that it's not by chance. God brought you here. And some of you who are already dead, you are coming alive. Amen. Eh? Then when that you are insulting, I haven't insulted you yet. Just hold on. In Ghana, when we speak the truth, then we say that you yeah, are being insulted. No, no, no. What have I said here that's not true? I said, what have I said here that's not true? Yeah. Yeah. Most of these guys, the people are looking at that time, want to be, it's ungodliness. You are not comfortable in the atmosphere where God is. That's what is doing you. As you are going back to your room, it's only to go and watch football. It's only to go and blow time with your girl. That's all. You're not going to do anything that is anything. But let me move on. The atmosphere of nature and modified nature my fellow Africans is something we don't like oh. when we see tree we have only one reaction cut it when we see beach we have only one reaction those of you who have come from where there's no loo but you know we'll get back to that because the whole of Psalm 104 was written by a psalmist who was admiring nature and when you go to places where nature is you see that it affects you spiritually. It affects you. When the church was smaller, I remember one time, we just picked ourselves up and went to Lake Bosom Tree. There are some places there, when you get there, 
the peace of the place, you pray without work. Some of you, since you left home and you came, you have not been able to pray. It's your atmosphere. It's your atmosphere. Yeah. Amen. Are you there? So, I want you to have a vision for the natural atmosphere that you go, you're going to have. Hallelujah. Make up your mind from now. Many of you are young. You haven't built yet. When you build, don't cement the whole compound, Mr. Rewa. Put a tree there. Why? Mm, mm. Let us look at a few things how to modify your atmosphere. Number one, create an atmosphere of order. Create an atmosphere of order. Create an atmosphere of order. Let us go to Mark chapter 6. I'm reading from verse 37. He answered and said unto them, give them to eat. Now this was the feeding of the 5,000. And they were wondering. Jesus has said, they have been with me for three days. And they are hungry. They were with Jesus for three days. Oh, you, this few hours that you have come. And so he said, we have to feed them. Then he asked, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they came, they said, five loaves and two fish. Verse 39. He commanded them to make them all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. Verse 41. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to their, his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did eat and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fishes. Amen. In the scripture, often we are looking at the number of people that Jesus was going to feed and the fact that he just started with a little bit of bread and a little bit of fish. But we overlook something at times that was so important. And this is what we find in the scriptures in verse 39 and 40 when he says, arrange them. Arrange them. Organize them. Create an atmosphere of order. 50 here, 100 here, 50 there, 100 there. Organize the thing. And it is only after they were organized that you see the miracle coming forth. Hallelujah. There are some of us, the reason why things are the way they are is because of the disorder. You will find out that when you come to church, we try to keep an atmosphere of order. Is the reason why I will tell you that, look, when you come to church, you have come to church, stop all this. I have to go and wee wee. I have to go and bow. I beg you, please, there's no loo here, in case you have not noticed. Some people are saying that they are shocked. Yeah. But it's a church. If you are going to bring a lot of people, you should have it. You are coming to tell me how to build a church. Which one have you built? <laughs> are you there yeah create an atmosphere of order some of you the place around you is too messy and Africans that's how we are okay please let me not talk about Africans I don't know about Africa I know Ghana Is it, are you okay if I talk about us just Ghana we make a mess a mess yesterday I had just a few people they were in this room here and I said to them that the people tiling, they are working, so let's go outside. Just that 30 minutes or something, they were in the hall. As they went, rubber bags, bottles, 
I remember I just made a comment to the people. I said, Why? That's us. That's us. Bola. Everywhere, if we sit there, there must be bola there. But you see, we didn't know that it's affecting us. And so we are living in the bola. Some of you, your windows, they have not seen cleaning. Same things. You rented the room six years ago. Ever since you put the bed there, you have never pushed the bed to sweep and remove the mess that is there. Tell me I'm lying. Create order. As you came to school, they gave you a room. You said, oh, I need to hang curtains. To just get a tot, uh, what do you call those curtain things? It's not even a rod. Go and buy those, uh, what do they call it? What? What line? Curtain line. Just go and buy a curtain line for a few cities. It's too much for you. So you took the, uh, the, the curtain and the thread on it, you just tied it on a hook here, tied it on a hook here, tied it. Listen, it's part of your atmosphere. It's disorderly. It's nasty. Hey, pastor, it's not like that. It's the money. It's not the money. It is not the money. Then even when you tie it, cross, um, oh, master, I'm waiting for him. I'm just talking about order. Please sit down. Please sit down. Thank you. Just sit down. Mm, that's it. <laughs> eh? What kind of church is this? Every day they are embarrassing people. I'm not embarrassing you. I'm teaching you something. Yeah. I'm teaching you something. You probably didn't come with it from anywhere. Hmm. Push your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Are you willing to learn? In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was, was without form and void. Then he began to create order. Came and said, let there be light. He called the day, light day. And he called the night, night. There was light. He went on, went to create grass, finish, created animals. He created order. It was only when he had finished creating the order that he brought his masterpiece. Verse 27. Let us create man. Let us make man in our own image. It's only after Jesus Christ had created order that was when he now brought the miracle of the five thousands. Until you get a certain order in your life and even in your physical surrounding, there's a certain experience of God that you will have. Part of my work, you know, apart from pastoring this church, my job is to carry books, Bishop Doug's books. I go to places by the grace of God, different churches. I go to preach and at times, time after time, I see lovely people desperate for the presence of God. But the disorder, total chaos in the church. Children will be running left and right, up and down. People will be getting up. Women will get up and chat with the neighbor. Join the service. Join the service. And I can tell you one thing. All those places, the Holy Ghost is not there. He's just offended. He just backs off. Just backs off. So you are doing your something, but the Holy Ghost, the God that you came to experience, he's not there because you didn't create order for him. Are you there? Number two, 
it's tied, but I've separated it as a point. Change your physical environment. Yeah. Change your physical environment. We are known for three things. When you see African environments anywhere, dirty toilets, dirty kitchens. Ah, tell me I'm saying something wrong. <laughs> Ajay. Hmm. I said dirty toilets, dirty kitchens, and rubbish. Have you seen the baller here? Last week, Sunday, I came out to my office after they finished here. All of you, people went. They have bought this, bought a baller, baller. And as I'm talking to a cross section of the cream of the nation, you finish drinking, you throw it there. And it is what we are known for. Change it. You see, you can't change the world, though. Every day you are pointing at your government, government. But what about the one around you? The government should come and clear the place in front of you, your room. Why? Why? Push your neighbor and say, Bola, where have you been throwing your bola? Most of you who have just come to school, even rubbish bin is not in your room. When you were buying your things, to just buy a little container and say, this is a rubbish bin. And you can't do. Yeah. Boiler, boiler. Yeah. We used to have toilets out here. Are you there? And I said, oh, just so that we'll manage it. Then one day, I got a certain report. When I passed there, I issued an instruction. Tomorrow, that's it. Down. Down. The next time we build toilets, they'll be here. Right here. <laughs> God help you. If you enter the... No, it's true. Because you can see that we are striving to create a royal atmosphere. Me, my father taught me. My father is Bishop Dark. He taught me how to have a. He said, "It may be small, but like do it properly, royal." Ah, oh, you can't see that you are sitting on tiles. Yeah. Even the human beings doing the task, I brought them from somewhere. I didn't just go and find roadside tiler who will come and tile the thing. Not back also. The room is straight. Oh, before you are wearing that tile, cross a crack or say no, 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 no. Because it's important. Somebody informed the gentleman on his phone. We don't do that in this church. Have you seen the struggle for order? Hey, Ashes at the back, move. I said, somebody out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's order I'm striving to maintain. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. So we are coming to build world-class toilets. World-class. When we finish, as you enter, somebody will go and check after you. Yeah. Some of you, if we come to your house and we say, Prince, I feel like going to pee. It's a catastrophe that has happened. Nobody. But today, when you go back, go and change it. Not for anybody, for yourself. For yourself. Scrub your loo. Clean it. (laughs) If you understand what I'm saying to you, 
that the presence of God, it happens in an atmosphere of order. You begin to bring some order. Some of you, empty old containers, when you removed your phone from the new box, box in the hall. When you bought a TV, the TV was bought four years ago, box in the hall. You bought your, uh, your iron, the box is still there. You bought a kettle. The kettle was bought 18 years ago. The box is still there. Am I talking to some people? Yeah. Because you see, when you go to a dirty place, eh, you just add your debt. How many of us? You have gone to a place. The loo was dirty. Did you not just add your mess and go? Have you noticed that the church is very quiet? But the same you, you went somewhere and there was a proper royal loo there. When you finished, you had made mess, you sorted out the mess, left it proper. It's the same in your house. And you think I'm only talking about physical things, but what I'm saying to you is that it's disturbing you spiritually. Some of you, when you sit down to pray, then you start organizing the room in your head. And you realize that you have to get up and organize it before you are able to sit down and now pray. Now you are understanding where it comes from. I don't want to talk about our kitchen. Every day you are coming, you have running stomach, you have running stomach. The running stomach is from the dirt in your kitchen. Cockroaches, you are manufacturing cockroaches for yourself and for your neighbor. Am I talking to some people in the church? Yay. Amen. Change it. Some of you, when you get back home today, go and change it. And Pastor, you see, it's because I don't have money. It's not money you need to move where your bed is. The bed has been like this. Change it like this. You just like the room. You just like it. Go and clean it. Remove the cobwebs. Another one, change the light. Fluorescent bulb is for industry. Why? Blue bulb is for disco. Why? Copper light bulb. You will like your room. Allow me to stay on it. Yeah. Center leaders. Some of you center leaders. I would never visit your center till you change your light. Ah. What kind of an environment for witchcraft is this? I remember seeing a certain center, I got the picture, and I remember that, oh, I'm happy that the people are there, but I said to myself that I'm never. And the reason was the lighting. Very depressive. The church has become very quiet. I hope you are thinking about your, your house. I hope you are thinking. Yeah. You will be surprised that when you've created the atmosphere, you will like the place. You will like it. And because you like it, you will begin to thrive there. And because you are thriving there, miracles will begin to happen there. Amen. Are you with me? Spend some time and create it. And don't just that, I don't have the resources. That's our usual nonsense. I don't know what resources you need to put the dust, the rubbish in the dustbin and not on the floor. Are you there? Yeah, create an atmosphere. Any beautiful place that you go to, they have pictures. 
on the wall. Some of you, the only picture on your wall is your grandfather who died in 1822. You know, with all due respect, clean the picture, put it in there in a corner. And then look, you see, I don't know what has happened to KNUST art students. I don't know what has happened to you. Because when I was a student, the students used to produce arts from KNUST. As a Lego Knight, I used to envy my colleagues here. And I remember that in those days, we used to have, I don't know if you call them door knockers or whatever, to show where you are. We would come to KNUST that we are looking for some. They'll draw them, we'll buy it and put it there. And they'll have pictures. You can buy, I can show you a picture from my office. It was drawn by a KNUST student. Yeah. Hey, where is somebody? To go and get it for me. Yeah, bring it. You know the one I'm talking about. Bring it. It's a student. And they are here. And all of them, they are broken and hungry. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So what am I saying? I'm saying so. When you see the picture, tell them that Charlie, this is your picture. I'll give you 20 CDs, 15 CDs. Yeah, recently, Bishop Doug was showing us a picture. He bought it when the guy was a student. Today, the guy is well-renowned. So it means that picture today, if he was to sell it, it will be something. So you too, look for your mates. They should just do something. Yeah. Yeah. This was a picture that was done here. Yeah. That's it. Oh, you can't see. Uh, the room is not flat. Yeah. It's a student. Yeah. Okay, he finished school in this past June. God bless him. I've kept it and the day that I get proper office, I will put it on the wall somewhere. Yeah. Are you there or you have traveled? When you enter Golden Tulip Hospital, you, you will see pictures on the wall. Meanwhile, you have natural supply. Your natural colleagues here. Some work in metals. Tell them they should do something. Oh, just something small. They will do. They will do. And you will change the atmosphere of your room. Hallelujah. I'm continuing. Stop cutting trees. Stop it. Please, so I don't belong to Greenpeace or any environmental entity. I'm just a Christian. I want to read a scripture to you. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 19. Listen to an instruction God was giving. But he says, When thou shalt besiege a city for a long time in making war against it, thou shalt not destroy the trees thereof by forcing an axe against it. You may eat of them, but you shall not cut it down. For the tree of the field is man's life. Is that not what we have cut and cut and cut and cut and cut? And today we say, it's not raining. We don't have rain. We are looking for rain. Just recently, Bishop Dag is in Botswana having crusades. Just recently, the MP of Palabie, one of the towns there, the guy came to give an address. Then he began to give the evangelist prayer topics. So as you have come, I want you to pray for three things. Number one, that we will have peace. Number two, that the drought will end. Every time you see a drought, it's the trees that have been cut off. And we, everywhere, even when the tree is not troubling you, you are cutting it. Hmm. When you finish, then you say, it's hot or I'm feeling hot. May you feel hot until you stop cutting trees. (laughs) 
I have to continue. I'm almost done. But are you with me or you have traveled? What I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? Your room. You see, that's one of the reasons why the storms are so destructive. There's no tree to break the, the, the strength of the wind. Yeah. And so the wind just destroys. I spent 15 years in Tamale. And I remember the day that the wind collected somebody's kiosk. Full kiosk. It picked the kiosk from the ground. And it carried it and put it on top of somebody else's kiosk. Then it opened the door. So upstairs and downstairs. The door downstairs, it was closed. The one upstairs was open. The reason why things like that can happen so often is because there's nothing to just break the strength of the wind. We have cut all, done charcoal with all, done firewood with all. Hmm. Next one. <laughs> I'm talking to you about modifying your environment. You see, you are very blessed to be in this church at this time. Yeah. Because we are finally beginning to modify our environment. And you see it a little bit at a time every week. Yeah. So if you are wise, you go and do some. Actively change your friends. Actively change your friends. Actively change your friends. Your friends make you either more or less spiritual. And that includes your spiritual friends. Mm -hmm. Please ask your neighbor, who are your friends? Mm. The friends that you have, can you easily share scripture with them? Can you easily talk about your latest revelation with them? Can you share your latest miracle? If the answer is no, change them. Change them. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company with any man that is called a brother. That is a fornicator. Or covetous or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such a one, no, not to eat. My God. Hey, can you see that we are doing something else? Yeah. We are doing the opposite. Yeah. We are saying that, oh, Boys, boys, we're in the same school. You were in the same school. But be it known unto you that the first cigarette you ever smoked, a friend gave it to you. The first girl you ever slept with, a, guy, a, a friend was your connection. The first guy who took your virginity, a friend, a friend encouraged you. So your friends are very, 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 very powerful people. And so if the friends around you, some of you, it's also the reason why you don't do well in school. Yes. Yes. All your friends, nobody has been beyond SS. That you too. That's your full stop. It's true. You need somebody who is a little. Even in your class, the people who are in your group with you, you are all people, your max. 55, 59. Me, such people, you'll not be my group member. So that as they are doing, they'll pull me from where I am. But you, you have gone to look for those you are comfortable with. And all of you, 51, 52. Hey. <laughs> are you in the church? 
and I'm saying actively. The reason why that word active, underline it, actively. Because some of you are passive. You are there. You can see that it's not good. But you wish somebody would change it for you. Nobody can change it for you. You must change it yourself. I believe it was right here that I said a few weeks ago that when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, every one of my old friends, as you come, I said, I've changed. I've changed. I've given my life to Jesus. I've changed. Did they say nasty things? Oh, yeah. Some did. Some did. Some too were encouraging. But I made it clear. They are falling away. It was natural. I didn't have to suck anybody. Because you know, as you are coming, the Bible I'm trying to learn, you don't like. The meeting I'm going to, you don't want to go some. Mm. Some of you, that's why you struggle to come here this morning. Because of the kind of friends you've already gone to find for yourself. And so this morning, I'm advising you by the grace of God and the action of the Holy Ghost upon my life. I'm advising you to change your friends. Change your friends. Yeah. You know, one of the things I like watching, Christian sister and brother, you are going to marry. You should see the maid of honor and the best man. It's a testimony of who you are. How you are. Where you are going. Hmm. Hey! I'm still preaching. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah, they say, hmm, they chose their style themselves. They chose themselves. As they have come to walk around half naked, they chose themselves themselves. It was okay with you. It's a sign. It's just a matter of time. It's a sign. Yeah. Hey. You must dominate the atmosphere. And you must dominate what is going on. Yeah. Hey. Are you there or you have traveled? I'm preaching. Somebody, I'm talking to you, actively change your job. Any job that contends with your Christianity, change it. Please, change it. You can see as you enter the job, those who have been promoted and are doing well are those who are sleeping with the manager. Don't come and tell me that me, I'll be there. I won't sleep with him, really. After you have been in the same place for six years, you will go and sleep with him. Change the job. Change the job. What job did you come into the life with? Change it. I know people who have changed their jobs just to be able to save God, serve God better. Yeah. She was working in a university. More status in the job. I said, Charlie, this thing is not allowing me to serve God. Because at that time, the investor was fresh. They were now coming. So the hours were just anything. Change. You may think that I'm not correct if I'm teaching in an SSHSA. But it's giving me time for God. Sweet change. That's it. That's all. Hey, the church has become quiet. Oh. Mm. Some of you, you need to actively change your school. Let me just say something here. As a pastor of young people, everybody who has come to me for counsel how to get home out of homosexuality, every single one of them started in SHS. Every single one. I have not met even one who began on campus. All. It was the SHS. <laughs> so you would have been better off exiting from that school. <laughs> Are you in the church? Yeah. 
But it's the place where you were. That's why you have become as you have become. Yeah, where you were. That's what has influenced you. Hey. I'm talking to some people over. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, even the country you are going to go to to go and do your further studies. Be careful. I don't know why you want to get there and then send me a text that, oh, this place that I am, there's no church there. What were you dreaming about when you went? So either you knew as you were going that you were going to start or you shouldn't go there. No, it's true. If that's the case, go and start. And you see over here, we can't be preaching the gospel the way that we have been preaching. But you are the one who didn't went. What do you understand by Matthew 6.33? Seek first the kingdom. As you are making your plan, first, first, first. Where does God fit in this plan? First. 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 Not last, first. You have now reached there. You are now telling me that there's no church. As you have reached. <laughs> Next one. So somebody, you are planning to go to school and go and do further studies. And in this church, I really encourage it. Uh-huh. Me too, I'm a PhD holder. I really encourage. I need more. I need more. Are you there? But as you are planning to go and do, for the life of you, Go where you can also be a Christian. Yeah. Mm. Next one. Actively suck somebody from your life. (laughs) Actively suck someone from your life. Oh yes. You have just given your life to Christ. There is a kind of person around you. You must actively suck the person. When I gave my life to Christ, I had a, 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 a boyfriend at the time. And uh, you thought you were the only people who had been young before. Eh? Okay. And in those days, anybody who finished school went to... You see, I didn't have anybody to advise me the way I advise you. Because I didn't go to church. And you know, your parents say things, but you ask for parents, you let it go in, out. So what they had said, it had gone in, out. But this guy had been in Nigeria for some time because in those days when you qualify, you go and look for work in Nigeria. But when I gave my life to Christ, I remember saying that this guy, he will return. So I took a piece of paper. In those days, we used to write letters. And I wrote a letter saying that I have given my life to Jesus Christ. The only way that I can have, we call them in this church, a beloved. The only way I can have a beloved is because I intend to marry them and you are not marriageable material I remember meeting him some years later and he told me that the whole letter the line that pained him was that line the line that he's not marriageable material my reason was very simple young lady the young man who is going to marry you, watch how he treats his mother. If he neglects his mother, he will neglect you. Uh-huh. And that guy had neglected his mother. Yeah. I need that. No, 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 no. No. The man I'm married to now, please, your father, was his mother not one of the most special people in his life? Ash, total. So I saw it. I said, uh-huh. Just said, me too. They'll treat me well. Yeah. 
And I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong at all. I've been married for 30 something years by now. And I'm still there. Yeah. You, when they give you 20 CDs, you have to come and write five CDs on okra, two CDs salt, what? Six CDs. You are very quiet. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 10 because it is based on scripture. You see, the guy, I knew that my Christianity would not mean anything. The Bible says, cast out the scorner and contention shall go out. As you came this morning, the contention in you, should I go, should I not go, should I go, should I not go? If you remove that friend, that contention is over. You will just come without a problem. Yeah. Cast out the scorner. Yeah, the scorner. And contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yeah. Change your beloved. Change it. That's the next one. Actively change your beloved. Now, let me explain because some of you don't understand. Why are we calling some people beloved? Excuse me, in first love, we don't believe that you should sleep with the person you are with. Uh, wait, let me start from the beginning. If you are in first year, I don't want to hear. No. Second year, no. Third year, no. Only that in third year, your eye, watch and pray. Then fourth year, because, because, those kind of relationships can only be unto marriage. Otherwise, you will fall into sin. Yeah, final year. Are you there? So, if you are in church and you have a beloved, there are some beloveds who send you backwards. Yeah, he's in the church or she's in the church. Are you there? Since the person, I have been there when I, people have come to me. Since I started this relationship, the person has led me away from God. I said, end it. Just end it. It's my, my counsel to you. You can choose to do what you want. But it is better to end an engagement, end a, a, what, a relationship than to end an engagement. Better to end an engagement than to end a marriage. Yeah. Change the beloved. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, some of you brothers, the reason why you are fornicating is that the girl has led you into it. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 5. Look at something. You see, Paul was talking to the church about moral things. And he says in verse 6, because he had found that so much immorality was in the church, just as it is today. And he said, your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? A little sin, it has spoiled everything. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump as you are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is, is sacrificed for us. Change it. Hallelujah. Are you there? So the guy, oh, I love him, please. Change it. Change him. Yeah, the church is very quiet. Mm. actively change your home some of you need to move 
some of you need to move. Yeah, you need to move. Oh, I've paid already. I say you need to move. Switch it off. It is on. Amen? You need to move. Because where you are, you are in trouble already. You need to move. Yeah. You day or you know day? And, but you see, in the place, you see, you are there. I remember a young man, Christian, good believer, in the middle of three solid, powerful unbelievers. Every day they were smoking shisha in the room. Every day they were bringing ladies in the room. Every day, I just called one of the pastors. I said, you know something? Let this young man just move out and live with somebody here. Let the year end. It's not a good environment for you. It's not, it's not. Remember, you are a tree. What is going to happen to this tree planted in shisha? <laughs> Next one. Actively play Christian music. <laughs> are you there? The different types of music you play, they affect you. Oh, you see, me, I like music and I just like any type of music. I'm teaching you that. I said, change it. Because every type of music you like, the Christian one day. You like rap, the Christian one day. You like reggae, the Christian one day. So find it. Don't tell me that I have to listen to unbeliever music. Don't tell me that. That's the reason why you are looking for a girl all the time. That's the reason why your desires are overtaking you. It's the music that you are listening to. Because music creates an atmosphere. So actively create an atmosphere. Are you there? Go and take it, put the playlist there and play them. And let me speak to some of you melancholics. You see, every temperament has the good and the bad. Every temperament. But if you are a male, one of the things that happens is that a lot goes on in your head. Yeah, it's not verbal. Are you with me? Those who it is seen on the outside, somebody can do something about it. But yours is going on in your head. So for you in particular, you need this. You need it. So that when you wake up and darkness, because that same darkness paralyzes you, you're not able to bring yourself out, put on a certain kind of music. Are you with me? Just put on that playlist and let it get you out. Because too many of you fall into things. We have had waves of suicides on campus. They are all spiritual things. That's why it starts with one and it moves to the next and it moves to the next. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. And it is often in those of you who are thinking that, you see, a sanguine, they'll open their mouth and say. Uh-huh. They'll say. A choleric will open their mouth and say. Yeah. As for the phlegmatics, they are prone to just let it pass, let it go. So the males, you're the ones I'm speaking to. Where something small, you may tend to make it into a mountain. Please, this one is particularly for you. Yeah. If you are living in a particularly difficult time of your life, please, get the music, put it on actively. And I'm not talking about our Mobrawa music. We have some category of music, which is Mobrawa. No. All that you do, it just makes you cry. 
cry. I'm not talking about a crying feast. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the music that will remind you that it's not over. There was a time in our lives when, are you in the house? We had gone to study. We'd done our further study somewhere. When we went, we were two. When we finished, we were four. We're trying to come back home. And the way it was, we didn't have money for the tickets, let alone our belongings. And so we started to look and we had decided that we were not going to continue staying there because we didn't want to bring our children up in that environment. But to come meant we needed money. And to come meant that we also didn't want to go and have to go through the process of renewing visa, residence permits, blah, blah, blah. So we had to go. But there was no money. I remember at that time that Ron Kenoli had released a new video at the time called God Can. Yeah. And throughout, you see, some of you need to understand that the music, right, there are times when you have to play it loud. Loud one. Do you know why you need to play it loud? To drown what you are thinking. Yeah, you got to drown it. And so at that time, if we had left ourselves, we would have exposed ourselves to the sermon of the devil. They will deport you. You will land in Ghana with just yourselves and your children. After all your years here, they will deport you. That is the song the enemy would have sung. So we put on this videotape and we left it for six solid weeks. Morning, afternoon, night, whether we were in the house or we were out, whether we were awake or we were sleeping, whether we were packing or we were cooking, that song and that video was just playing in the house. And the key song on it said, God can. God can. I'm happy to tell you that by the end of those six weeks, we not only had our tickets home, we had tickets home, we had container paid for, and we had money to live on for the first half year back in Ghana. God can. So instead of allowing your Mabrawa thoughts from killing you, I beg you, <laughs> organize it. You see, when the mood comes, that's not the time to organize it. You have to organize it before. Happy music, dancing music, encouraging music. Oh, it's true. It's true. Music, it, is, it ministers. It ministers. Can I tell you one more story? Some years ago, I traveled to Mozambique. And I was there when I got an email. I, I, I work with our father's books, and we had been printing books over the year. And that year, so many things had happened. So the usual way we had defrayed, we paid those bills had not worked. So getting towards the end of the year, I was there and I said to myself, hey, I better find out what is left because I always made sure we paid. We didn't pass a certain something. So I sent a letter to the printer and said, oh, please, how much is left? Hey! When the letter came, the answer with the invoice, the only thing that caught me was fear. I said, hey, I'm doomed. When did we print all these books? Are you in the house? And I was sitting alone in the room. I remember that I just fell back on the bed and I said, God, we are finished. But there was a song. 
Are you there? When our backs are against the wall And it looked as if it was over He made a way And we're standing here Only because you made a way What's the start of the song? Standing here Not knowing how we'll get through this test but holding on to friends you know best Nothing can catch you by surprise You've got this figured out And you're watching us now When you look as if we can win You wrap us in your arms and let in You've got this in control And now we know that you made a way When our backs were against the wall And it looked as if it was over You made a way And we're standing here because you made a way oh, yeah. You move mountains You cause walls to fall With your power You perform miracles You perform miracles There is nothing
are sitting here as you came to school your fees have not been paid your hostel fee is not paid but there's a God who makes a way you better find the song that's gonna minister to your spirit that's gonna pick you up hallelujah somebody is saying that oh so when you finished had the money come you are a man without faith when I finished soaking in this I was just there the whole day the first thing that happened was that hope entered my spirit that ah my back is against the wall but the one who makes a way is on my side the second thing that had happened was that he gave me an idea which became the blueprint it's painting me that Seth is not here because every time I tell this testimony he tells them that when I called him and I gave him the plan he wondered whether I was out of my mind but as we implemented the plan in two months we had cleared the whole thing we don't know how but we cleared it and somebody he will clear he will sort you out amen I said he'll sort you out so create that playlist are you getting me have it there. If I didn't have this song, I don't know what I would have been playing. No. There's a song there that will help you. Hallelujah. And the last point in this series. The last point. Become a master of hearing and seeing. A master of hearing and seeing. Luke chapter 8 and verse 18 says, take heed how you hear. But it's not only what you hear, it's also what you see. Amen? Become a master of what you hear and what you see. Begin to dominate your atmosphere. You are too passive. The reason why the unbelievers around you are able to put on their music and turn it up, I don't know how many decibels, it's because you haven't played yours. Oh yeah. If you if I turn mine up and you turn yours up, we're gonna have to agree. Say, so, okay, you turn yours down, I'll turn mine down. Okay, but we are all here. But instead you close yours. Then they will turn theirs up. Then you'll be there complaining, eh? How's for the people on this floor? I don't know what's wrong with them. As for the Christians on this floor, I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah. It's time for you to start to dominate your atmosphere. Nobody should determine for you what your atmosphere is. And if you are in a place, let me speak to you first year who is surrounded by three unbeliever seniors. You see, you cannot tell them what to do. So control, do your own environment. You want to pray, cover your head with your pillow, pray inside. On your phone, make sure that you have the correct music. Yeah, on your phone. Put the videos there that create an atmosphere for you. So even though you are in a place with unbelievers, you've created your own environment. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. And no matter who they are, nobody can come and bring somebody else from outside to come and organize your atmosphere. No, 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 no. No place. Tell never no place. From today, dominate your environment. Dominate it. Where you are, may I decide that where I am, prayer will be here. Yeah, if I'm traveling by VIP, I create my atmosphere. I go with my earphones. The film, I don't even know what they are showing because I wasn't watching. I have too many things. But you, you just wake up and go and sit. 
Then when you finish, come and tell me you're afraid in the night. How will you not be afraid in the night? Are you in the house? Dominate your atmosphere. You came to the school to accomplish something. Dominate your atmosphere. Lady, gentleman who is working, dominate the atmosphere in the office. The next time somebody puts porno on, this, on the page, answer them. Don't back out. Oh, you are very quiet. The church is quiet. Yeah. I was there when one of my sons, he came, he said, I'm tired of this guy. There was a guy in his school who kept on putting the things there. And I told him, son, don't, no. Face him down. Face him down. So he went back on the page and he said, we don't want to see these things here. And as soon as he said it, there were two or three other Christians also on the page. They also answered. That was it. Yeah. And then they told the guy, if you continue, we will remove you from the page. But you, you are there. They are sending porno. All you are doing is complaining. Complaining. Hey, these people. Meanwhile, you see, your class page in this campus, you, can't, you cannot remove yourself. You can't. If you remove yourself, it will affect you. You will not get messages. Face it down. Face it down. Are you in the house? May the Lord give us the grace to dominate our atmosphere. Yeah. Stop running away. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you a chicken? Lay your hands on your neighbor and say, neighbor, may chickenitis come out of you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. We are not ashamed. There's a song like that. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed. Stand to your feet. Of Jesus Christ. For it has everlasting life. Come on, you want to sing it again? We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed. We are not. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it has everlasting life. We are not God's word is a power.
you want to bow down your head this afternoon I want you to talk to God about that situation maybe you are staying in a place and you can see that it has affected you ask God for wisdom now he will give you the solution that is yours maybe you are in that situation where you feel powerless to change things talk to him now maybe you are here and there are things bugging your mind talk to him now talk to him something is stopping you from dominating your atmosphere but he will give you wisdom you came here with a heavy heart because of issues facing you receive hope this afternoon receive strength this afternoon receive from God what you need right now in the name of Jesus be lifted up by the spirit May God grant you an idea that is going to make a difference. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for your children. I pray for each one in a tight situation. Each one in a situation that, Lord, they don't know the way out. Whether it's a need that they have at this time. Whether it's a way that they're not able to change their circumstances, Lord. But Lord, you are God. And you have more ideas than any of us. I pray for them. Help them out. Give them some wisdom to sort themselves out. And to come out triumphant. Saying that you answered them. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning. Maybe you've always been here, but you haven't given your life to Jesus. Or maybe somebody invited you here. Or maybe you were even passing by and you just stopped to say, let me hear something from God today. Whatever it is that brought you here today, I want to ask you, are you born again? Jesus said in John chapter 3 that except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And this is what he wants from you. He wants you to receive him as your Lord and your Savior. He wants to write your name in the book of life. So that on the day when he meets you, you will be in heaven with him. But as you are here, maybe you are not sure. Even though you've been in church all your life, you're just not sure. Or maybe you know that your name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. Don't let us end today's service without you receiving him as your Lord and as your Savior. He says that if you believe in him in your heart, you need to confess it with your mouth that he is your Lord. And so wherever you are standing and as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here and you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. Just lift it up all over the room. Just lift it up. I see your hands. God bless you. Just lift it up. We've just sung that we are not ashamed. God bless you for not being ashamed. I want you to just step out from where you are standing. I want you to come to the front. We're going to pray together. Just step out. You lifted up your right hand. Just come. Or oh, you didn't lift it, but you know that all is not well between you and him. Just step out. Step out and come forward this morning. Just come. 
We're going to pray together. He gave his life for you. Just come. Just come. God bless you. Step out and come. He's calling you this morning. That's why you came to this place today. To give your life to him. God bless you as you come. Just come. Just come. Find a place. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. I know that there are more of us in the room. Don't think about your friend. Most of us, we came to this earth alone. We will die alone. That friend stopping you from answering the call, that friend himself needs Jesus. Leave the person and come. Just step out and come. Just step out and come. Just step out and come. You can be born again at any age, young or old or in the middle. Just step out and come. Outside, if you can hear my voice, I want you to step out and come. Step out and come. I'm just giving a few more minutes as you are thinking. Step out and come. You are here. All is not well. I don't want you to come to that day and say, if I had known. Let today be the beginning of another life. Let today be the day you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Let today be that day. Step out and come. Jesus is calling you. If your heart is beating, it's just Jesus saying something to you. He's showing you that it's all is not well, but it's just one prayer away. Step out and come. That's why we are waiting just in these few minutes. Step out and come. Step out and come. Step out. He knows you by name and he knows where to find you. Step out and come. God bless you as you come. Step out and come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're standing in front at this time, God bless you for coming forward. I want you to pray this prayer. And if you're in the congregation, you can join us. You want to lift up your voice and pray after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Please hold on for me. I still feel in my spirit, God is delaying me because of somebody. Stretch out and come. We don't know how much longer we have. But you want to be sure that today as church has found you, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just come. Just come. That's why he's held us all up. But just come. Just to convince you that it's time. Just step out and come. And God bless you. God bless you. Know that God loves you. He held us all up. Just so that you will come. God bless you. God bless you. We want to pray now. You want to say, Lord Jesus. I come to you today. As a sinner. Please wash me. In the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for each one standing here this morning, each one who has stepped out to publicly receive you as their Lord and Savior. I pray, Lord, that you will enter into their lives. Reassure them, oh God, that you have heard them. Let their lives be sweeter. Let their lives be changed because of you. And Lord, from today, let them know that they've started another life. Watch over them and keep them. And bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDRC. God richly bless you.